This is Parenting for the Everyday, a podcast dedicated to meeting parents in the trenches of parenthood. We explore how our faith fits into our parenting. With the help of our guests, we are seeking practical tips on how the gospel can speak into our day-to-day parenting. From the easy stuff to the hard stuff, we want to talk about it all. Welcome. This is Parenting for the Everyday. I'm Becca Alvarez. And I'm Holly Dyke Andrew. And we are entering our part two of our sports series. If you missed our first part, I really encourage you to go back and listen to it. We talked about how Christian parents should respond in the sports arena. In this episode, we're really going to be focusing on how parents should check in on their own children's hearts. Uh, We know sports is something that creates a lot of passion in both parents and children and is something that can easily turn into the main focus, the identity, and the idol of your child. Uh, So we want to talk about that and talk about how can we check in on our children's hearts, how can we um, make sure that they're doing okay as well as we as a family unit are doing okay. Um, We have our very special guests with us once again, Jimmy and Christy. Will you guys introduce yourselves one more time? Yeah, I'm Jimmy Cozy. I'm on staff here at CCC and... Uh, as the executive director of operations, and I love sports. That's why I'm here. <laughs> and I'm Christy Mitchell, also on staff here at CCC as a sports director, and I love sports more. Oh, <laughs> is this a competition? Should no, we talk it's about not, this? Because I already lose. Because... <laughs> yeah. Okay, so for our first question, in your opinion, Jimmy and Christy, what makes sports so easy to become an identity or an idol? And maybe even before we go into that, can you can you define what is an idol? An idol would be anything that that takes the place in your life that belongs to the Lord. So anything that that you uh, derive your meaning and your purpose from that's that's separate from Jesus that that becomes the center of your life that you order your time around that you organize your life around. Uh, that's what that's how I would define an idol is is something that takes control of your life and and in a in a negative way. Yeah, I would. The definition also, I believe, could be explained as like immense reverence for something, too. So there's the making something an idol, as in worshiping that, and then also just immense, you know, love or passion towards something. And your question of, you know, what makes it easy to become, have sports sports, become your identity or your idol is because it's so easy to have such crazy reverence for something that you're passionate about and love and enjoy. And, and um, I do feel like sports t- can take over our schedules so quickly um, that it's it's almost a sneaky idol um, where, you know, we start with a couple days a week and then we we keep adding, 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 adding. And maybe we'll touch on that in a, in a second here, but it, it's almost a sneaky way to take over such a large portion of your life and your activity, even if it is filling and giving you joy, that we maybe not realize that it is an idol. Well, and even part of that is that uh, on the surface, sports is a good and healthy thing. You know, it's physically healthy, it can, it's mentally and emotionally healthy. You know, provides a lot of opportunities for growth and development individually and and as a part of a team. And I think there's there are things about sports that connect deeply with with our personalities, whether it's the ability to compete, the fact that there's a scoreboard, there's a winner, there's a loser, there's measurable progress. You know, I think those are all things that the Lord designed us to enjoy, uh, which is why I think it makes it such a sneaky thing and so easy for it to slide into the place of becoming the main thing in our life because it taps into God-given desires and passions that are good and that are meant to be used for his kingdom and for his glory. Uh, but when those get diverted into sports, it, it can become it can become problematic. 
And it's a little bit of a perfect storm, too, just going off of, Chrissy, your point of scheduling is that so many sports activities fall on the weekends, whether that's Saturday or Sunday. And that ends up being the entire focus of the whole family for that weekend of tournaments and travel and all of this. And so it slowly takes that place where maybe worship or church or community used to sports ends up being there at least for a season. Yeah, well, I, I think, though, uh, scheduling is one thing. That's a logistical problem. I really feel like what we're talking about here is is deeper than a, log- a logistical problem. Like I think, you know, sometimes you can't do anything about the schedule of, of your, your sport, uh, but you can do something about where you're centering your heart and, and what's at the, the center of your, of your life. And I think that's kind of what, you know, I wouldn't want somebody to, to hear this podcast and say, oh, if I miss church because my, my kid had an athletic event, then somehow I am, I'm, you know, I'm not putting Jesus at the center. That, that may be true, but it may not be true. Um, I think what we'd rather, what we need to address is like, what's going on under the surface? What is at, at the heart of this issue for Christian? Because it, it's a real thing for Christian parents. In the first podcast, we talked about that a lot, but just that, uh, that Christian parents are navigating this world and trying to figure out what does it look like to point my kids to Jesus uh, in the sports environment. So then if it's not necessarily logistics, or logistics may be a way that you check your heart. Well, but what logistics are, some, are like a symptom of great. an underlying yeah. disease. Yeah. So what are some other symptoms and signs that we can look in our lives and our kids' lives to say, hey, something's out of whack here. Something's not right. Right. I think logistically, calendar can go back to that sneaky idol, you know, because there's definitely it's possible to have your schedule filled and still be totally on point with your relationship with Christ. Absolutely possible. Is it harder? Yeah, a little bit. Um, but I feel like one of the signs that's when it could get tricky because we're just so used to, and all of us know how fast time goes. Um, and we might, you know, just not have realized, uh, oh man, it's been a while since I've worshiped. It's been a while since we've gotten to go to a service. It's been a while since I was able to be with people just talking about Jesus. Um, that's, you know, I think one of your questions just was what, what are the signs? Like, I think we have to pause and, and make sure that we're not too far removed to be able to see those um, signs. I think um, it takes a lot of discussions. Um, you have to have the willingness to pause and, and talk about our schedules and where, you know, gosh, we're in soccer six days a week, but we love soccer. That's great. Um, but what, ha- what would happen if we sat down as a family and said, what if we had no soccer? Like, what would the reactions be? Would it be, mom, don't talk like that. Let's not, like, we have soccer. Or, you know, would it be okay to say, actually, this this is bring, this is so great and it's bringing us joy and we have so much fun with it and so many great characteristics, blah, blah, blah. Not blah, 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 you know, in addition. Um, but what would happen if we started those discussions of what if we didn't have it? Um, I would hate to bring up injuries, but sometimes, unfortunately, you don't, you're not really checked until it's taken away. Um, sometimes that's injury. Sometimes it's uh, someone didn't realize that you actually aren't going to be playing sports your entire life. And when it's gone, it hurts. Um, so two extreme examples. But if we didn't take tom- time to pause and, and prepare, and here we go, coach hat on, we stretch for a reason to prepare our bodies. We you know, practice for a reason to prepare for a game. We need to have discussions like this to prepare for the what ifs and for the the situations that might happen. Um, so I, I just feel like it all comes down to lots of discussion and communication. Yeah, and I think you know the danger of sports becoming an identity and an idol for a child is that 
the same danger of anything for any of us becoming an idol. It's that we would misplace our affection and spend our time and our life oriented around something other than Jesus, which there's nothing more dangerous than that. There's nothing more damaging than that because uh, sports can't do for us what Jesus can do for us. Sports can't, and nothing can, music, academics, you know, I think uh, you could you could take sports out and replace it with any number of things that we maybe will encourage our kids to get involved in that on the surface seem like really good things, and they are, and it's because God gave us the capacity to be athletic and the capacity to be creative and the capacity to be intelligent and that sort of thing. But uh, the danger is that uh, you would raise a kid who is a phenomenal athlete but doesn't love the Lord. That's immensely dangerous and something that, to be honest, I'm deeply afraid of that would happen to me as a parent and take out athlete. I, mean, I don't know if my kids will be athletes or not, but um, in any category that I would raise a kid who places a higher value on something that's not Jesus than Jesus himself. It's hard when I just use that example of preparing. Um, you know, I'm, I was joking with Jimmy. I promise I don't love sports more than him. I probably absolutely don't actually, but I do love to be active. And sometimes you don't realize how much just, I mean, we say sports and being a part of sports, but just in general, being active can be an idol. And and my family's been in a an, an interesting um, situation the last couple of years because I had an injury that made me have to pause for a couple of years. And that was really hard identity check for me, which I wouldn't have said, okay, I'm obviously not a professional sport or in sports or um, even though it was my career. But it's just interesting that until that pause happens, I thought I was preparing, um, but I'm so thankful that I did have Jesus in those situations because I was able to, even through that hardship, remember where my joy source and, and, you know, where I should be getting my energy and my joy from. And I also had a son go through a really horrible injury during a sports um, event this past spring. And I would have said, you know, sports aren't our idol. We're in three different sports. So we're not a family that's fully invested all in one sport. You know, people might have thought it's lacrosse all day, all all night, but it wasn't because we're, we're all across the board. And then it was just the fact that when activity got taken out, where was our joy coming from? And, you know, that's something that as a parent, I had to learn on my own and watching my son go through. And he's going to have to figure it out on his own too. And there's just so many pieces that we could prepare better for, but we have to pause and try to think of the what ifs um, just so that we can maybe be a little bit more prepared. Yeah. I think as far as you know, I think one of the questions you might have asked are what are what are signs we can look look at that this could be happening in our kids' life? Uh, that's a that's a difficult question to answer on the surface because it deals with issues of the heart, and it's really hard to to look into somebody's heart and know what's going on. But I would say um, one thing that I would consider is you know our role as a parent is to maybe put the boundaries around life. So that hopefully the Lord does the the work in the heart that only He can do. So, I would say things like uh, if your kid doesn't engage with uh, the church at all, you know, if they're not participating in student ministry, if they don't have any other adults in their life other than you who know the Lord, if they don't have friends who know the Lord, uh, if their only friends are people who are in sports. I think, you know, again, like you, you cannot change your child's heart, but you maybe can create the conditions uh, that are optimal and then allow the Lord to do what only the Lord can do. Uh, but if, you know, so those are things I would look at. It's like, where do they spend their time? And what are, as a parent, my challenge would be to 
to make some decisions about how you maybe dictate them to spend their time. Because depending on the age of your kid, you know, right. if you've got a nine-year-old who's saying, well, I only want to go to soccer. I don't want to go to church. My answer would be, well, tough. You're nine. You're going to church. So deal with it. Like get in the car because you take my food and you wear the clothes I paid for and sleep in the <laughs> bed that I bought. take your food. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do it because that's my job as a parent is to push through their, you know, like I, uh, when I was in uh, fifth grade, I think I was on a baseball team that um, the games were on Wednesday nights or some of them were. And, um, you know, this is more, maybe more of an extreme example, but that's how my family was with this. Like my parents would pull me out of the game at 640 because that's when we had to leave to get to church on Wednesday night. And we went to church every Wednesday night and I just knew I didn't like it. I was really frustrated about it, but at the same time, um, it also communicated something to me about the priority of my faith and my relationship with Jesus that uh, my parents were not even willing to flex on that little thing. And it's because they wanted to send a message that faith in Jesus comes before anything else. It reminds me too of something that Pastor Zach always talks about of just keeping yourself accountable with building Jesus's resume first before you really start building anything else. And I think that sports can fall into that category really easily because it's often common interest with your parents, um, the joy aspect, the connection, all of that. It's easy to start building that sports resume first and foremost, and the Jesus one slips aside. But what you teach on an underlying level is that sports is more important, sports is more fun, and so Jesus takes kind of the second I would say something to consider is that when you, um, when we consistently, I, I can't tell any individual family, like, this is what you need to do. Like I said before, logistical problems are a symptom of an underlying problem. So every family's got a different situation. But what I would say is, you know, between my, my roles that I've played in my life, between being a student ministry director here at CCC and also being a coach, I will say one thing that I've seen is that. Uh, when you create for your child a category for the possibility that something will always trump spiritual things. So if you allow a sport to always win, anytime there's a conflict schedule-wise between something involving their faith and something involving their sport, then what you do is you create a category for when they're older, that's how they think, that that engaging with their faith, going to church is something that if I don't have something else that comes up, yeah, I'll go to church on Sunday morning. But you know what? This morning, I'm tired. Or this morning, I want to go to brunch with my friends. Or this morning, you know, so I think you create a category for uh, allowing something. And when that happens, what you're really saying is, uh, this thing is the Lord of my life. Jesus isn't. And that's really what this comes down to is a question of lordship. That's what idolatry comes down to, a question of lordship. Who is going to call the shots? And it's easy to have Jesus as Lord when you agree with everything that he wants you to do. But the minute he says, I want you to do this and it's something you don't want to do, that's when you find out who's really in charge. I like how a little bit ago, too, you talked about, yes, there's a responsibility piece of finding in your scheduled time to go to church and to be involved. And then there's that also that piece of just the discussion of it's needed. It's needed. Talk to your, you know, for that raw transparency of, yeah, you can go weeks and weeks and weeks without attending anything. Um, and you can also play a full game without a timeout. But those timeouts are needed. Like we need that camaraderie. You need that structure. You need, you know, something to be said to you that's going to make you be playing better. Like I just feel like that that pause is not just a check mark of responsibility, but just 
um, you know, that warning sign of, do we believe in the need? Yeah, I would actually even maybe make that even a little stronger. It's not just needed to engage in the church. It's the, the Lord, Jesus tells us to do it. Yeah. So it's not like he's saying, hey, you know, be involved in church when you have it's the time convenient. and as your schedule right. allows. He's saying, you were made for, like, following Jesus was never an individual individual enterprise. It's always done with the context of community. So you need to engage in corporate worship. Now, and so every family should have that as a part of their thought process. What are some of the best things that sports can instill into our kids? I love this question. Um, I mean, there's the easy ones that you could spat off about character, connection, responsibility, um, quick decisions, time management, communication, how to be flexible, all the one word things that you you get. Um, but there's also a ton of comparisons within athletics um, to our walk with the Lord. Um, I mean, and I don't want to jump to be naming a ton of them, but I mean, even from, you know, decisions that what we do with our time actually matters in a game, right? So preparing and practicing and like I said before, stretching and all of that actually turns into a better game. Um, and with our walk with the Lord, obviously the more time that we give to him, get to know him, give him for um, is going to an act an actual it's going to be an actual translation into our walk with the Lord. Um, we've got, you know, how to dig deep in hard situations. Like we've already touched a couple times on when things happen out of our control in how much of our lives and our walk with Jesus are about not being in control. That is so much about athletics as well. And I don't want to steal all of them. I could, I could no, keep going. I, I would say my, like the two, I don't, you know, I don't mean to focus on negative things, but the two that I would say are uh, number one, dealing with disappointment and number two, building resilience. Because uh, one of the, really good things about sports is that and this is something that like I talk to players about all the time, but I'll tell them there's always a bigger fish and you need to understand that. You know, you might be seven and oh, but guess what? There's somebody out there who's better than you and eventually you're gonna come up against them and eventually you're gonna lose. And and I just think there's so much to be learned from processing through failure, but also uh, it needs to be processed with the right lens, not just how can I become a better athlete not j- or how can I, you know, next time I come up against this quality of competition, I want to win. But more like, uh, what is the Lord teaching me through this? How is he helping me to separate my soul identity from this thing? You know, because I think uh, losing and failing can be crushing uh, or it can be something that drives us into the arms of Jesus. And, you know, there's obviously health to uh, to trying to grow and, and, and rebound from, from failing or from losing. But there's also something about being reminded that uh, at, our, at your core, you're not an athlete. You are a human being created in the image of God who was made to know and love Jesus. And if you had nothing else and you stripped all, all the other parts of your life away, but you just had that, that would be enough for you to matter to God, for God to love you, for you to be accepted by him. And I think failure, disappointment, and losing actually help reinforce that truth if you process it through that lens and not just you're just you know totally focused on, well, how can I make sure I never lose again? Absolutely agree. And then there's another piece of joy to that where when we get everything that Jimmy just talked about, all the praises that come with that. And anything that I have done, if I don't have the injury, please, Lord willing, all of that, it can still absolutely be so translatable to our faith if we're giving him the praise in everything. Take all the eyes out like I won 
you know, I just was a fastest sprinter, I, 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 to teach our children to give God the glory in absolutely everything, that everything that we have is his, including our gifts, like what yeah. we're good at. If I can be an amazing athlete and glorify God, that is amazing in itself. We don't well, need And a- the only reason you're an amazing athlete is is because of what the, the talent and the ability that the Lord gave you in the first place. Right. So if you don't trace it back down the line to the source, then you're that's silly right and if we can teach that as parents that all of that can be given give him back the glory give him back the glory if you're if you won and you're celebrating and you can say wouldn't have been able you know if i didn't have these teams these coaches and jesus giving it all to me in the first place like what a beautiful thing as a parent in all good and to be careful i remember someone telling me when i had little kids to be careful about telling your child Oh, you are amazing athlete. You are the fastest one out there. You are the, and it's okay, obviously, to encourage them, but to to make sure that we are thinking about our like words. You're even, mediocre. Yeah, say you're mediocre, <laughs> yeah. and child, you can always be better. Let's you know, coaching us all. There's yeah. always something to yeah. learn. No, but that you can, you know, make sure that you are articulating to them. Yes, and how awesome is that that you were created that way? So let's praise the creator because of that. Yeah, sports is not just an opportunity, yeah, to remind our kids of that, but really a tool we can use um, to shape them, to remind them that we were made for Jesus, and that's where uh, their hearts should lie. So this uh, has been Parenting for the Everyday. Our next episode will be our final part of our three-part series where we continue our conversation about sports. So tune in next time.